Hello, everybody, and welcome back to this week's episode of Games Parlay. Uh, first off, I just want to say a quick apology and a thank you for bearing with us these last couple weeks as I finished up uh, some stuff with my job and I got sick and all that. Uh, but we're back. We've got some episodes coming up for you here soon, and it's an exciting time of year, wouldn't you say, Matt? Oh, it's very exciting. The, the big dance is almost here. <laughs> yes. Uh, as you can see by the title today, we're going to be talking about our predictions for E3, um, which is awesome because I haven't really been excited for E3 in a while. Um, and I'm actually excited this year. So I think it's just a uh, it's a fun thing to return to, um, you know, with COVID where it happened last year, we had no E3 and years prior E3s have been not so great um because everybody kind of took the nintendo route which was to just have their own little thing right um but i'm with this year everybody's kind of it looks like people are kind of going all in on e3 this year i think that's really cool um i know that a lot of companies now have the capability of putting their own info out whenever they want like you've seen a couple of things leading up to e3 especially that we'll talk about in later episodes for sure um but like I think it's really cool that the whole industry can come together and have like one big thing where they all use each other to help promote their projects and help get some games to like e- an even wider audience than they even normally would. I think yeah. it's I think it's like one of the best things in um video games ever. I love E3. Yeah. It's super fun. Yeah, it, there's just been this um you know, prior to last year and this year, there's just been this weird decline of E3. And I think it was just people are get, were getting tired of the same old, same old. And now that we've kind of had a forced break, <laughs> we'll take it. And this year's still weird. Um, it's right. still all online um, because, you know, we didn't know what the state of the world would be at this point when they were doing all this planning. Because, I mean, the online E3 got announced in what, December, October? November, something, something like, like that. that. Yeah, it's it's. This oh. has been in the works for a while, because um, this is a huge event. So I'm excited to see what they got for us this year, um, and then I'm I'm really excited to see how how well this works for them, and then see how they adapt it in the following years. Um, there's like an app you can download to go through like a virtual showcase, um, which is pretty cool, um, and then of course all the like conferences and stuff will be streamed. Um, all over the internet. So, I think the the app with the virtual showcases is a really cool idea, especially for fans. I think the mm. showcase in general, like for the industry, is great. But like, yeah. I've never gone to E three. I've only ever watched right. the presentations online, and so having that little bit of extra um, interactivity, I think, is a really cool idea, and is mm. something that I hope they continue to implement. Well, what's really cool is a lot of conventions already do this. Um, so I think E3 was like, well, if we're doing this online thing, this is a perfect opportunity for us to kind of try this. Um, there's a lot of like anime conventions, comic cons, those kinds of things where yeah. you can buy like a virtual path um, and you'll get live streams to all of the events you would have seen in person. So um, it, again, it's cool to see this accessibility option, you know, because I've never been to E3 either. It's, you know, prior... You know, it's almost impossible to go, really. It really um, is, unless you have a connection or, like, 
are some sort of online personality or something like that. Right. <clears throat> but yeah, so that that'll be really, really cool. Uh so let's talk about what we think we're going to see. So what this is is well we have a um we both kind of went through the schedule of events uh for the week of E3. Um there's something on June fifth, it's like the Gorilla software stuff. It's kind of like a pre conference. Uh but the conference itself starts on the 10th of June. So uh, a couple days after this episode goes live. So um yeah. So let's start with uh I believe the 10th starts with Xbox and Bethesda. Right. Or it's Ubisoft. I can't remember which one's actually first, but um, I, I kind of want to hit hit the heavy hitters here. Yeah, um, I'm I'm on IGN right now. It looks like it's Xbox okay. and Bethesda first. So this one's going to be interesting i i I think it's really funny that it's xbox and bethesda um because as we know microsoft now owns bethesda um that happened um pretty late last year um and so there's been a lot of speculation about what that kind of means for bethesda um but microsoft owns a lot more than just bethesda but they're very clearly trying to push this hey remember we own them now um, kind of thing, which already is interesting. Yeah, it really is. Um, it's also kind of weird because they have that game Deathloop coming out, which will be a multi-plat game. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's guaranteed to come to PlayStation and I assume PC as well. Um, but then they have like Elder Scrolls Six. Is that going to be Xbox exclusive? Starfield's yeah. already been confirmed to be Xbox exclusive. What about their Indiana mm-hmm. Jones game? It's like yeah, who knows what's going to happen with them at this at this rate? Like, yeah. I could see it going either way, but my bet would be that the vast majority of things that already are not guaranteed to be multiplat are going to be Xbox exclusive. Yeah, yeah, which is interesting because that's kind of a, a that's been a point against Microsoft products for a while now. Um, which I gaming discourse on the internet is very funny to me. Um, because a someone will a, a group of people will just berate a company for doing something for so so long, and then they'll finally like do the thing that they're getting made fun of for, and then people get mad at that. Um, right. So you're, in this case, you're saying Xbox and having good exclusive games, and people yes. are like, Sony has the best exclusives. And I was like, now yes. we've got some, and now everyone's like, no, not like that. You can't do it that Wait, way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Look, we can make fun of you for it, but we don't actually want you to do it. Um, so but, silly. I mean, part a lot of it is because it's like, if you look at the, um, at least kind of how the PS4 and the Xbox One X kind of ended up, um, a lot of people opted for the PS4s because there was more, because ex- a lot of gamers at least, um, and I hate using that term legitimately, but here we are, um, a lot of gamers are multi-console owners. Um, a vast majority already have a PC of some sort um, and then a a home console. So that's kind of where it comes in whenever people are weighing one or the other. Um, And so the Xbox One X didn't have enough exclusives, so people went to PS4, and the PS4 really kind of won, quote-unquote, won this kind of console brigade. Um... You know, there's obviously the dedicated Xbox fans that will always buy an Xbox. Um, right. But 
with this Xbox Series X, um, with how vast Game Pass is, um, and they're soon to get these Bethesda exclusives, they're going to be quite a forerunner, especially with the lack of games currently on the PS5. Right. The Game Pass, I think, is probably the best deal you can get as far as gaming goes right now. Like, if you get an Xbox Series S and Game Pass, you're set to go for a really long time for a Mm -hmm. fairly low budget. And this is coming from somebody who's never owned any Microsoft consoles ever. I've only ever owned Sony and Nintendo consoles. Never owned an Xbox. But Mm -hmm. there are times where I'm like, PS5 is taking a long time to get off the ground. I don't have one yet. Should I bite the bullet and try to get an Xbox sometime? I'm probably not. Yeah. I, I want to play the Spider-Man game too freaking bad. That's all it comes <laughs> down to, if I'm being honest. Yeah. But um, yeah. it's a great deal. And I think if Sony doesn't adopt a similar strategy, they're going to get left behind pretty quick if this continues in the direction yeah. that it's going. Yeah. But we'll just kind of have to see. Um, depends on like what you said, what kind of happens here with this conference um, here. Um, I think the big thing for... Xbox is going to be Halo. What do you think is going to happen with yes. that? Halo, Halo Infinite. Um, this game, from what I understand, was supposed to be an Xbox Series S launch title. Correct. Um, and it's not done. <laughs> um, which, not. <laughs> yeah. Which, on one hand, props to Microsoft for not rushing it and putting it out. Um, we've seen that go poorly a million times. I mean, the butt of the joke now is Cyberpunk, who just kept delaying, like, short-term delays. Um, and I like that Microsoft went ahead and said, you know what, let's just wait until this thing is actually done before we put it out. Right. Um, they don't have a date yet, I don't believe. Uh-uh. I think we're starting to get a, um, a natural date at E3, right? It's kind of the idea. Probably, probably, if I had to guess. Um, because if it was supposed to be a launch title that they delayed, one of, there's one of two things. One, they needed a big enough overhaul that it needed a significant delay. Um, or two, it's a lot of little things that would have caused enough issues that they needed to patch out these little things. Um, so my guess is by this point, because um, the Xbox Series S has been out for five, six months now. Right. Um, so they, they've got to be in workable range, I would imagine. Enough to be able to put a date on it and give a thing. That's probably going to be their biggest announcement here. I would think so. Um, you think it's going to be At least as far as the Microsoft year? stuff. Probably holiday. I would hope point. so. If it comes any later than that, then they're going to have some trouble because then they're kind of stuck without a big holiday release as far as I can tell. Yeah. Um, probably holiday um, for the Microsoft. And that's going to be their big thing for the Microsoft side. I'm putting uh, money on um, some more Game Pass stuff. I bet they put out a bunch more announcements of, our, of their rotations. My guess cool. is we're going to start to see some uh, original Xbox stuff and some like early 360 launch title stuff. Um. No, not that we haven't already gotten some of those, um, but as far as I know, games like Cameo, Viva Pinata, uh, the Rare Replay, um, there's a lot of stuff that came out early in the Xbox 360's lifespan 
um, and some stuff on the original Xbox that I think would be cool to see come to Game Pass. Um, I really love, while we're on that, I really love Microsoft's um, attention to legacy collections. Um, yeah. Right now, they're doing the best of it right now. Um, way better than even Nintendo. Uh, that's hard, to be honest. Right. I mean, <laughs> if we're looking at, like, Wii U 3DS era, I mean, Nintendo had it freaking solid. That's um, true. You could almost get everything. Um, but it's not going to be long before the Wii U Virtual Shop... Or no, the Wii U Virtual Shop's already down uh, the, before the 3DS one goes down, too. Um, so there's a lot of great stuff coming from Microsoft, and, I, and I'm guessing they're going to start to uh, roll out some of these... Um, I don't want to say obscure, but less popular um, Xbox, Xbox 360 games. That'd be cool. Um, and I'm guessing that's going to be it from Microsoft. Um, as far as that, there might be some... Uh, I don't actually know what's all currently on the Xbox Series X. Um, but I know Microsoft does have uh, some sort of partnership with ESPN. Um, I don't know if those apps are available yet on the console, but if they're not, stuff like that. Uh, probably adding Netflix and some things like that. Again, if it's not already on the console, I don't know. Because um, I actually haven't seen a lot of people talk about the Series X, other than the quick uh, load times between games, like switching games. Um, but that's probably it for the Microsoft side. Now the Bethesda side... Who knows? <laughs> knows. Uh, if Todd Howard has anything to do with it or um, any of their other coordinators. I, I just don't know where they're at and how much this merger has affected Bethesda as a whole. Right, because before Microsoft bought them, they were already working on Starfield, The Elder Scrolls Six, and Indiana Jones. Were the right. only games I which, knew in development. Yeah, which Elder Scrolls Six, all we have seen is a title screen that could easily be an exclusive at this rate like who knows and here's the thing i saw a graphic that killed me the other day um i can't remember what the exact date was but it was a um morrowind was just as far from skyrim timeline wise as skyrim is from a new release i've seen that too I remember seeing that, Which too. Which is an 11-year difference. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, now, normally, I'm like, you know what? Good on Bethesda. They're taking their time. They tend to do this rotation between, um, you know, a new Elder Scrolls game and then a new Fallout game. And that even still holds true because after Fallout 4 was Elder Scrolls Online. I'm pretty sure. Which, Elder Scrolls Online was terrible at release, and then they got a, an overhaul, and then now it's just multiplayer Skyrim. Uh, As all MMOs are. Rough on release and then get better. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, uh, then we got Fallout 76, which was also a disaster. <laughs> right. um, except that one hasn't gotten better. <laughs> um, so... We're due for a new Elder Scrolls. I don't know what we're going to see. I I don't know. My guess, uh, and this is what I put down, if there's anything at all, they're going to talk about the game engine. 
They're going to boast that it's a brand new game engine, but it's literally just going to be a rehash of the same one they've used since Morrowind slash Oblivion. Like, okay. it's just a, an updated version. That, and it's a thing. If you go back through their old conferences, my buddy Luke and I did this a while ago, and it was very funny to watch. We watched, like, the, uh, the Oblivion release, uh-huh. or the E3 presentation. It was the same stuff they do today. Uh, where they're like, we have this brand new sprawling engine, and it does this, yada, 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 yada. The game's going to have this, it's going to have that, and the game has none of it. <laughs> um, it it's, it's amazing to watch sometimes. Because um, then we watch the Skyrim one, and it's the exact same thing. It's like, we right. have this brand new engine, um, everything looks fantastic, which it does, I'll give it that. Um, that's about all it does differently. Um, it looks nicer, and now you have dragons. Um, Always good. So if we get anything, yeah, if we get anything on Elder Scrolls Six, it is going to be a sort of a an in-game quote-unquote trailer, but all it's going to be a walking simulator, and it's just going to be the character walking through the world, and they're going to talk about how great their new engine is. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Um, and they'll and they'll talk about. Like the things you will be able to do in the game, but there's no guarantee that that will actually be. True. You won't see it happening. They will tell you about it. Yeah. Yes. That is my prediction. Now, I would love to be proven wrong. I would love for Elder Scrolls Six to come up and show us all the things and be like, "This game is going to release holiday 2022," because there's no way they're not releasing this at a peak sales period. Right. For sure. Now, Starfield, I'm going to be honest, I don't know anything about this game. I no one knows. We have a title, and we know it's in space. Yeah. That's what people like, because it's in space. Yeah. I, I keep hearing about it, and I'm like, I keep forgetting this game is in production at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, if they want to keep any interest, they are going to have to show some gameplay for that one. Um, yeah. That, that's... Oh! I forgot about Microsoft. One more thing from Microsoft that I thought about. We got a trailer. I think it was the same presentation as Elder Scrolls 6. Might have been last year. I really don't remember. Um, but they announced Fable coming back. Right. Um, and I am hopeful that there will be at least an update um, on the Fable franchise. But without sure lying ahead, I'm very, very curious. Okay, so two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, but that's my Xbox and Bethesda predictions. I didn't write mine down. <laughs> uh, bonus points for the Indiana Jones game and potentially more Doom stuff. Um, I could see another Doom DLC in the works for Doom Eternal, but um, <laughs> that other one came out not terribly long ago. All right. Next up on mine is EA. Is that correct? Cool. Sure. I don't have much to say about EA. <laughs> um, Knockout City has been fun. That's all I've got to say about EA. Yeah. Um. Oh, Skate <laughs> Four. I want Skate Four. Oh, Skate! I forgot they absolutely announced Skate Four a while back. Uh, with the developers of like the the Skate developers. I would love. I hope. I didn't even think about that. That would make me very happy to see. That's about I want it. to see Skate 4. Uh, there's also a tease of a new Battlefield 
to be revealed this month. Yes, Battlefield Six. Yeah. Oh, I think yeah. I saw on Twitter just this morning that it's been confirmed that it's going to be announced, which is always a weird headline to read. <laughs> yeah. Like we have confirmed <laughs> yeah. it is going to be announced, but this is not us announcing it. We have heard it is being announced. Yeah. Uh, journalism is yeah. weird. Um, um, that's all I've got for EA. Maybe I have. Um, they're gonna. There's a lot of stuff. Going to be a lot of stuff on Apex Legends. Because um, right. that's still. Honestly, I'm surprised at how well that game is still going. Um, it's. Um, it's pretty cool to see. Um, I played it on release. I really enjoyed it. Um, but that's about it. Uh, and then they have their live play stuff. Um, I have a feeling they're going to talk more about um, games coming to Steam. Because uh, that was the whole thing about their big um, EA conference a while back. Right. Um, yeah. was about was about more multi-platform stuff. So I wouldn't be surprised if there's some more stuff coming to Steam and maybe even the Switch um, cool. to get some of those games. Uh, yeah. It's also to be noted that they have a live showcase in July, in late July. So even though they're going to be at E3, gotcha. I would maybe imagine... Maybe watch out on. for our thing. Yeah. I would imagine any gigantic EA release would be probably at that showcase on the 22nd of July, as opposed to at E3. Um, so that that's all I have for EA. Do you have anything else? Nope. Unless, well, Square I would Enix. like to see Sims 5 someday. Oh. Sims, Sims 5, 5, yes. Someday. I see that every That's year. gotta be on the horizon, I would someday imagine. Someday it's gonna be right. <laughs> that's all. Yes, absolutely. Uh, next on my list is Square Enix. Is that true for you? I think the schedule I'm looking at is old. Yes, it is. So, mm-hmm. sure. Square Enix. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Square Enix. Um, they're probably going to rehash at least some of the Dragon Quest news. Um, we're going to have an episode later on the specifics of that, but my guess is they're at least going to bring up Dragon Quest Twelve um, from that conference and just kind of maybe talk a little bit about it, but probably not a lot. Um, maybe even show off that uh, 35th anniversary kind of stuff. Um, but that's probably it on the Dragon Quest side. There's a lot of little things, but they've already done the Dragon Quest conference, but um, that was a, a Japan mostly kind of thing. Um, so I imagine they're going to take a little bit of time to go over it. Um, but the big stuff that they're going to have to show, they have a lot of Final Fantasy news to go over. Um, As always. That Final, yeah, Final Fantasy Intrigrade is coming out soon. That's the uh like the PS5 like bulk up version of Final Fantasy VII remake that includes Yuffie. Um they're probably going to talk it, I think it comes out this week or next week. Um so they're probably going to talk about it. Um and be like here's why we did this. It's money. Uh <laughs> which will probably lead into Final Fantasy VII remake part 2 announcements. Um remake 1 has been out Two years now? Year and a half? Two years? Yes. Um, Retrograde comes out June 10th, according to the Google. June 10th. Okay, so right when E3 starts. So they'll probably at least mention it. Right. Um, but yeah, they'll probably lead into Remake Part 2 news. Um, I, would, I would think so. 
because remake part one has been out for a bit. They're probably it's probably just going to be like a a you know a probably another splash screen of some of the uh, scenes in the game that we we already know from the original game. Um, so it's not spoilers. It's just you know, hey, remember this scene from this classic game, uh, and then have a loose like a, like a it'll tell us which quarter in 2022 it'll come out in. That's my guess. Um, they're going to talk about Final Fantasy XIV Endwalkers, um, which is their last expansion, from what I understand, oh. uh, coming out soon. And it's a big boy expansion. They're adding a couple new races and classes and stuff. Um, and Final Fantasy XIV is like the biggest MMO right now. Um, so they can't not talk about it. And then lastly, they'll end with a, a little bit of a teaser for Final Fantasy XVI, um, which is probably set for a holiday release on PS5. That sounds fun. It'll be cool. Uh, I'm excited to see while we're on that. Uh, Final Fantasy 16 is taking on a much different theme than 15 and its some of its predecessors, but right. it's going back to being about crystals, which is cool. Oh. Uh, if you're familiar or not familiar with Final the whole if you've seen the whole bit about the four crystals of the elements, you can thank Final Fantasy for that. Like, that is Final Fantasy 1. Um, and that the games have been about the crystals all the way up until 7, and then they stopped. Um, so that's kind of why, if you see Final Fantasy fra- fans freaking out that this whole thing is about the crystals again, it's because they haven't done so in 8 games, except for uh, uh, some mentions in 14. So it's kind of a bigger deal uh, theme-wise, but it's also going to be darker than some of the ones that did talk about the crystals. Not that Final Fantasy usually has light themes. Right, it's not like a happy-go-lucky game by any means. (laughs) Most of the time, not, no. Uh, The exception of maybe the first one. (laughs) Yeah, when it was on the NES. So um. So that that'll be interesting and I hope we get a lot more stuff um just a little bit about the story more on the gameplay and a release date. Um but I think that's it for Square. Uh unless they want to also bonus if they talk about near replicant some. Um right. cuz that hasn't gotten a lot of coverage here. The only people that talk about it are the people that really know about the near series. Um so that one kind of flew under the radar as far as marketing. I know about it, but I think that's probably mostly from you. Possible. Uh, <laughs> that's all I have for Square. Cool. And then I think the last one, at least the last big one, would be Nintendo on our list, unless you have some more. Nope. I don't I'm have anything else right now. That's really all I... I only own a Switch. I don't own another console. So for me, Nintendo is like the only thing I'm really, really yeah. watching here. Um, right. On my list, I, I kind of ordered it a little bit in general. I kind of put things I mm-hmm. think is, are more likely toward the top and things that are less likely towards the bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I remember looking at your list and a lot of it is pretty similar. But let's get the easy ones out of the way. Smash Bros. Reveal. There's going to be one, right? Yes. Yeah, I. Oh yeah, at I least one. There wouldn't be at if least not one. Two characters. Yeah. Um, I have two guesses. 
I think Crash Bandicoot. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. I hope that'd be a good one. I've heard um, Shantae as well as a guest floating around recently. I thought that mm-hmm. one was interesting since they had that yeah. Shantae collection come to Switch pretty recently. But that made that made some sense, right? And Shantae was originally a yeah, and Shantae was originally a Game Boy Color game, right? So that, so that was would be cool. a cool idea. My guess is I really don't have any idea anymore. Uh, uh, again, I still hold true. I've had people get mad at me about this, um, that it's not the way it has to work. And I'm like, I agree, but this is the way it has worked. Every character on that list has had some affiliation with Nintendo. Um, there is not a single character on that list that hasn't had at least a game put on a Nintendo console. Um, you know, a lot of people are like, well, Cloud is PlayStation 2 or PlayStation 1. Yes, but the Final Fantasy series as a whole has been on, uh, was started on the NES and nothing else. Right. And Cloud's uh, probably just same the with most Persona. character from the Final Fantasy series. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. Same with Sephiroth. Like, yep. Right. Um, you know, those kinds of things. Joker, um, Persona. Persona's the one on the edge. (laughs) Um, Technically, we haven't had a mainline Persona game on a Nintendo console, but there's a ton of spinoff games on the 3DS. Um, And not to mention Persona 5 Scramble, which came out on the Switch in February, which is that Koei Tecmo Persona game. So, that logic still holds true, in my book. Um, So, I am a little bit more hesitant on some of these. What I would personally like to see on these last two, because they have two left, and then they're done with the Fighters Pass stuff, as far as I know. Um, They're either going to be, like, deep Nintendo cuts, or they're going to be, my guess is one will be a Sony rep and one will be a a true Microsoft rep. That'd be interesting. Um, So, in my mind, Crash would be a true Sony rep. Even though Crash Four did come out on um, the Switch, but Insanity Trilogy and Crash Team Racing Remake, right? Like, there's plenty that is affiliated with Nintendo, but Crash is like hard locked with Sony. True. Um, Microsoft is a little bit harder for me. Um, I think it would be ones that I would find that would be great would be Cameo. Um, they won't do that. <laughs> Um, that game has not seen like any reference or light of day since the Xbox 360. Um, but I like Rare. Um, ukulele would be one I, I could know. see. Um, but they've already got Banjo, um, who is ukulele is a spiritual successor uh, yeah. from the people who made that game, um, who are no longer Rare. So I don't know. At, again, at this point, I have no clue. Um, but that's kind of just how the Smash Fighters typically go. Um, Watch me, Master Chief and Sora. Here's the thing: <laughs> I would not be against it, but Square has already it. said they don't want. Yeah, Square already said they don't want Sora in, in Smash, so that's a no go. Disney wouldn't love it either. Yeah, Disney. It, it was Disney that's against it. Um, so yeah, as he's showing off his Disney mug like uh, for his coffee. Mouse. Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll see. Um, 
I'm satisfied with the roster. Um, they got my big JRPG boys in there. Um, I'm 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 pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's anything that would like make or break it for me necessarily. Yeah. It's been great so far. Anything else is just more good, in my opinion. I agree. Um, another gimme I think is we've got to learn more about Breath of the Wild sequel. I would assume we've uh, we've gotta. I mean, gotta. they've teased us so hard, and I, and I I truly think that they didn't show anything at the uh, Nintendo Direct, um, specifically to save it for E three. Um, that makes a lot of sense to me. Because I mean, like that that conference was not a Zelda, whatever you know, it just it wasn't. Um, it was Nintendo's current projects set to release over the summer, right, and early fall, and they mentioned that very explicitly, you know, when that came out. You're right. And with they the said, one exception being that Splatoon tag at the very end. Yes, that was the one thing, uh, and so when. Um, they came out and they were like, we don't have any Breath of the Wild 2 news for you right now. I think they were being explicit there because they didn't want people thinking it was coming out this summer. Now, that being said, I still am a little hesitant as to whether or not we'll actually see anything at E3. Um, I think E3 is the best time to do it. I think E3 is like the place to give Breath of the Wild 2 news. However, this is Nintendo we are talking about. And Nintendo will do what Nintendo does. That's true. It would drop on Twitter a week and a half after E3. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in a tweet. In a tweet. <laughs> like, hey, by the way, we didn't say this a week and a half ago, but this is coming out. Yeah, I just... Fun. It's so difficult to predict Nintendo... Um, because they are truly the one company that will just do whatever they want to do. Um, and they'll get away with it. <laughs> they keep getting away with it. So you can't... I, I have nothing for them um, in that regard. They, they could announce everything and nothing. Um, but I am hopeful we get some Breath of the Wild 2 news. Um, they, they just gotta. All we yeah. have is a two and a half minute trailer. Um... And yeah, I can we, only we watch it so many times. I've already watched it so many <laughs> times. Give me something yeah. else, please. So, yeah. Um, on that, I am expecting as well a uh, year of the Legend of Zelda kind of anniversary video of some sort um, that hopefully ends up in some. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That also ends up with some sort of um, collection. Um, right, and I, I think down here where, a two D uh, collection. Yeah, and I have a three D collection written down for mine. So we'll have to see. Yeah, I think a three D collection would make sense because they've already done it on the three DS. Um, right. Like they they have Ocarina of Time. They had they've already done um, Majora's Mask. Um, the Wii U had Twilight Princess and Wind Waker. Um, it would be 
really easy to do that. And I think that might be why they're not. <laughs> um, my guess is, and as well, while they're doing a bunch of Wii U ports, um, I would imagine there's some, probably some difficulties with uh, the Zelda Wii U stuff that they want to upscale. Um, a lot of these Wii U ports have literally just been that. Ports with maybe a slight visual uh, effect. Um, but the Wii U ports of the Zelda games really made use of that gamepad. Um, right. So it's going to be harder if they want to port the... Because that's what I see online a lot. It's like, you've already got the HD ports on the Wii U. Just port that baby over. And it's like, well... Uh, kinda. <laughs> I hadn't thought about the gamepad before. That's a really good point. I mean, the like right now, Twilight Princess, the definitive way to play, in my opinion, is the Wii U version. Um, the gamepad, just being able to tap the gamepad and select items, uh, have the minimap on your gamepad, so you have a huge minimap. Um, it's fantastic. And so they can't just take those that thing and plop it over on the Switch. They have to make those adjustments that aren't there. Um, and you say, well, what about the Wii version? Well... The Wii version had motion controls. Right. Do you want them... To, if they're going to do it, do you think they're going to do the Skyward Sword treatment? Are they waiting to see how Skyward Sword plays out before they add the waggles? I don't know. The waggles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then Wind Waker, it's the, kind of the same thing. Like, yeah, they have the HD textures, but the last iteration of that was the GameCube. So that takes some doing um because as we saw with uh sunshine there was a lot of functionality in the gamecube controller that the switch doesn't have right like um, the, i don't remember what all the... yeah the half push yeah. on the triggers um i don't know how much functionality there is in wind waker because that's the one i haven't played on the original hardware um i don't know um so i think those games are harder to port over than people are giving them credit for um, if we get anything at E3, my guess will be an Ocarina of Time Majora's Mask collection, if we get a 3D collection. If we're getting a 2D collection, um, we already have Link to the Past and the original Legend of Zelda and Zelda 2 on the, uh, on the NES and SNES online stuff. Right. Um, my guess is we would see a port of Four Swords Adventure and the Oracle games. Ah. And because of Metopia, a lot of people do. Uh, and <laughs> Minish Cap. Um, oh, I love Minish Cap. That was my first Zelda game ever. If we don't get really, I've never played. I've never played any of the Game Boy ones. I liked um, it. Actually, um, we've also seen with Metopia um, that they're not necessarily afraid of porting over their 3DS library. Um, Metopia is kind of a weird one. But I think it was a nice test to see how receptive people would be. Um, if that's the case, I think we could potentially see a port of Link Between Worlds. That could be cool. Now, that being said, I'm not getting my hopes up. Um, I, don't, I don't necessarily foresee any of those collections actually being a thing. Um, it might not even be announced if they're planning to do it until later. But that's kind of my, my thoughts on on potential collections for The Legend of Zelda this year. Will E3 show them off? I don't know. 
Um, All right. They're probably... Um, I was going to say as well, they're probably also going to talk about Skyward Sword still, at least a little yeah. bit. Um, they're going to want to show yeah. off the Amiibo. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're definitely going to want to talk about the Amiibo as well as the um, Joy-Cons, um, even though they're already probably all sold out. Um, I imagine so. So, I would also imagine there might be... Oh! Do you know who a Smash rep could be? I was just thinking about this right now. We could get Girahim. Oh, that could be cool. He's not the... He's the antagonist, the most prominent antagonist in Skyward Sword. I can totally see that being a a tie-over thing for them. I can totally see see them doing that and making Sakurai do it. (laughs) Making him do it. Which which would come into a, a Girahim uh, amiibo? That could be cool. So we'll see. We'll see. I think it's all I have for Zelda stuff. Um, I'm double checking mine. Yeah, me too. It's all I have for Zelda stuff. Um, I think uh, we're gonna see a new Fire Emblem game. You know, I saw that on your list, and I was very curious about that. Yeah. I just feel like with the popularity of it and the fact that um the newest one sold so well, that came out in what twenty eighteen? I think so. I think it was pretty early in the lifespan of the Switch. Uh, three houses. When did that come out? Oh, 19, 2019. July 2019. Okay, so it's two still years. been three years. So that could still be an announcement for one coming out maybe this holiday, but probably later. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I saw that floating around quite a bit online. I thought that could be an interesting idea. Uh, I saw yeah. a sequel to Super Mario Party as well. I think that one is much less likely, but I think it could be possible. You know, back to Nintendo things. Uh, I can see that. Here's what I think might be more likely. Super Mario Party DLC. Only because, only because they just now decided to give this game online multiplayer. Um, this would be a, I mean, I think that's probably why they didn't have DLC before for new boards. Um, I could, but I also could see a second Super Mario Party game. Right, it could be either one, just as easy, because it's Nintendo. And I, I was, it was actually, um, gosh, I can't remember who I was watching play it. But you're saying, it looked like it played really well online. And oh, I think a lot of people were saying it was because, you know, they finally updated their server off of Windows 98. So, who knows? Who knows? Um, I think it would be cool. I would definitely, like, if they're trying to bring this game back, you know, a lot of people already have it, but they were disappointed with it, and either they sold it off or they just have it laying around. Um, I could totally see um, some DLC uh, boards. Right. I have some friends um, who live back 
um, in my hometown. And they were texting me and Alina the other day saying, hey, you want to play Mario Party sometime? And I was like, I don't have it. Um, I now want to get it because we can play with you guys now. They're like, oh, we just assumed you had it because you right. always bought the Switch games. It's like, yes, you usually, but this one didn't have online. <laughs> so I didn't get it. I mean, that's that's why that's why I didn't buy it because I was like, I'm not going to buy this game. I can't play online with my friends because exactly. how often, do you, like, and it's not fair to them, but, you know, it wasn't long after that there was this whole quarantine and staying at home <laughs> thing. So you couldn't just be like, hey, I'm going to call three other people to come over and play Mario Party. Yeah, that's not really going to work. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Um, um, do you have anything from your list? I, I've got a couple more still. I was going to say... Um, Mario Golf is set to come out here relatively soon, mm-hmm. um, which will be cool. Um, they've already shown off the renders of the characters and some of the powers and stuff. Um, which I gotta say, these golf renders look really good. Cool. <laughs> um, it's like a little too good, um, <laughs> but I'm I'm here for it. Um, the game looks cool. I'm sure they're gonna show off a lot more of the stuff and. Um, Hopefully, talk about some of the online modes. Um, right, I would they had a for pretty big to... trailer for a drop like a week or two ago on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that that they'll probably talk about it at least um, no, if there's amiibo sure. functionality. Yeah, they're always trying to sell amiibos, so if they they probably have something made if they haven't already talked about it, and I just missed it. Maybe um, you have a special level locked behind the Mario Golf amiibo. <laughs> uh, Oh, maybe. You can play um, at Peach's Castle next... only with the Peach Amiibo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, something like that. Uh, Any ideas, Nintendo? <laughs> yeah, Nintendo, if you're listening, don't do that. If um, Nintendo's listening. Yeah, that's right. That's, that's where they get all their business ideas. Mm-hmm. Uh, Splatoon 3. I want them to say something. I don't think they will, but I want something. I want to see some new weapons. I want to see what that little crab does. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's going to happen because they just said it's coming out in 2022. They gave a small little teaser for it in that direct. Like, I don't know. I, I don't foresee it being far enough away from that they're going to really give us anything. That's fair. I think we could see some, um, or some sort of Splatoon 2 event um, that they want to go over. Um, Because what's interesting is uh, Splatoon 2 and Smash just got added to, like, high school esports. So fun. I would love to be a Splatoon coach. That'd be incredible. Right? Um, So I think it would be cool to see something. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but I, I don't know. I don't know if they, if the rest of the stuff Nintendo has isn't like, cause I mean, E3 is a big deal. It's, it's a pretty significant conference. You know, it's usually like 45 minutes to an hour that they have. Um, and unless they've got a bunch of Legend of Zelda stuff, they're going to talk about, I think they need, they need some stuff. And I think Splatoon could fit in there. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, 
It's also so appears we'll... to be like right. It appears to be that they're really pushing Splatoon as like one of their top IPs right now, which is interesting that they are yeah. putting so much behind it. Well, for it's... a long time, it just wasn't that important mm-hmm. to them. So who knows? Well, it's it's because of the Switch. Um, right. Again, for whatever reason, and I truly think it's dumb, um, but the Wii U was a great console. Like, I loved my Wii U. Um, now, does it have the vast library the Switch does now? No. But, I mean, look at all these Wii U ports that are coming to Switch that all of a sudden people love. It's like you could have loved them the first time six years ago. <laughs> It was just marketing. We won't get into it now, but like, oh yeah, it just didn't market oh, yeah. it very well. But that's, all that's why. But that's where Splatoon started, and so not a ton of people played it. In comparison, you know, um, and even still, I think Splatoon Two, while it's really, really big, and it's big in the U.S., it is huge in Japan. Yep. Um, it's kind of the same. Like, it's kind of your version of Dragon Quest to me. Ah, interesting. Yeah. Like, Dragon Quest is the most popular RPG franchise in Japan. Like, like we recognize Final Fantasy as being the most popular because that's what we got. Um, We got Dragon Warrior, but Final Fantasy, like, took what Dragon Quest did and made it better. And that's what we, like, latched on to. Um, so it's kind of a similar thing with Splatoon, where, you know, it's it's just much bigger in Japan, which is why it has so much going for it now, is it's just hitting all the boxes there. Um, and unfortunately, sometimes that means that we kind of get thrown by the wayside when it comes to it. Um, but also means that we get stuff because it's popular elsewhere. So... Right. I, I, that's what's really cool to see about Splatoon and kind of Nintendo's attitude towards it. Um, yeah. So I'm hoping that the kind of gritty aesthetic um, kind of gets the U.S. market a little bit more. That makes um, sense. For whatever reason, it's just kind of one of those things that tends to do better here. Um, if something is darker, a little grittier. Um, not necessarily violent, but just that kind of more adult aesthetic. Um, yeah, that tends like big to get wasteland looking thing West. instead of a bright, colorful yeah. Japanese esque city. It's it is more United yeah. States. So we'll yeah. So we'll kind of see uh, kind of how that goes, um, but I would like to see it kind of grow here. Me, um, the last. The last thing I have, and this is probably be something they would actually end on, would be I'm hoping for some sort of mainline Mario game announcement. Um, I think you said it more specifically in your list, but... Yes, because I don't know if you recall this. What did I say they were going to end their E3 presentation for in 2019? I said they were going to end it with Breath of the Wild 2. You did not believe me. <laughs> That's true. And I remember you texting me. I was at work. You're like, you need to watch E3 as soon as you possibly can. And I was like, oh, I must have been right. And sure enough, I was right. So I'm phoning it in. (laughs) 
At the end of this presentation, yeah. we'll get a Mario Odyssey 2 announcement or other 3D Mario, but probably Odyssey 2 is my guess. Mm-hmm. Happy's coming back. I'm, I, I am, I also kind of agree. Um, they might not call it Odyssey 2, um, but I, I can't imagine them not keeping Cappy around. Because um, I think that, that that is the best extension of Mario we have ever seen. Um, so I, I think they're definitely going to want to keep that around. Um, I am interested, though, in seeing kind of how they want to take the series. Um, I don't know how much we'll get. Probably just a splash screen trailer. Uh, similar to yes. this, because that's just what everybody does now. Um, you get the 22nd trailer. Um, the name of the game might pop up. Um, we'll see. Um, but I am interested, um, because Odyssey's been around. That was a, a Switch launch title. Pretty close. Pretty close. It came out the holiday close. of the Switch's year first one. Year. Yeah, year one. Um, which I guess to my brain just means launch title. Uh, Close enough. It came out like but, within a few months. Yeah, it's been four years. Uh, we've seen the 3D All-Stars pack come in. Everybody now has had the opportunity to play every mainline 3D Mario game with the exception of Galaxy 2 on the Switch. Um, I'm curious to see where they decide to go with the gameplay loop. Uh, because there's a lot of people who didn't necessarily like the moon system. Um, they thought, you know, you could do a lot of work and get one moon or do little work and get one moon um, and try to get through that way. Um, right. Each game, even the differences between Galaxy 1 and Galaxy 2 were pretty significant in a lot of ways. I'm just curious to see what Nintendo is thinking for their next title. And I, I'm kind of with you that it's got to be an Odyssey-inspired um, Cappy and everything. So, But yeah. Cappy is a good boy. I like him very much. A uh, couple more. Now, something... Oh, okay. Never mind. Keep going. Oh. Keep going. Okay. No. Um, I just had a couple yeah. of smaller things. I hope yeah. we see... An update to Animal Crossing New Horizons. That would be cool. An mm-hmm. announcement of like a fairly major expansion would be nice. Because it's been pretty quiet on that front for a long time now. Uh, I would hope with mm-hmm. the amount of sales they had in that game, they're hoping to like support it a little more than just a couple of little random holiday-related things. Um, I also want to see something yeah. new from... Uh, Monolith Soft. I think that'd be interesting because we have. Yes. Uh, well, you go ahead. Oh, I was going to say it's funny you mentioned that because today, as we're recording, there was some new art that dropped from Monolith Soft. Um, I saw that. I didn't know what, it was. what it was. Me I saw either. That it dropped. But I didn't understand the significance of it. Um, but it's very possible. That that could be something. Because they've done a lot of hiring lately. I know it's mostly for support development for Breath of the Wild 2. is what they've been advertising. Um, but I would imagine that means that they're trying to shift mm-hmm. people around and maybe like put development on something else, potentially. 
Um, I would like to see a Xenoblade 3. I think that'd be super cool. Um, but a new IP would be cool as well. But just a quick note yeah. about them. They have done so much. It's kind of ridiculous. They're the lead developer of the whole Xeno series, which has been going on for decades. Uh, but then they also assist Nintendo on yeah. Smash Bros. Brawl way back in the day. Um, on Skyward Sword, Pikmin 3, A Link Between Worlds, both Splatoon games, Breath of the Wild, and Animal Crossing. Like, these guys have been in every major release that Nintendo's done. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. You know, I one of the things that, with uh, the success of Xenoblade Chronicles, um, and Xenoblade Chronicles 2 is on the Switch already, I think? Yeah, it's... Uh... Um, we got Xenoblade 2, and they have a very big expansion yeah. um, that they sold as like mm-hmm. a separate game yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, what I'm interested in uh, as well, because I know a lot of people that are interested in the Xeno- Xenoblade series, um, there's another Wii U game uh, called Xenoblade Chronicles X. That's right. Um, which was a lot different then one and two um it was kind it was of more this robot. like yes it's a much more of like a for lack of a better example it looks like gundam sweet uh or like a, a regular like mecha anime um but apparently it's like super good like an open world kind of exploration rpg um and a lot of people say that's kind of like the last big wii u game um, so if they just want to kill off the Wii U now, they're going to port Xenoblade Chronicles X and then move the virtual console. Let's do it. Let's get it done. Um, so yeah, but I, I think some mon- new monolith stuff would be good too. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're looking at, if you're listening to our list now and you're thinking, but Billy and Matt, Where's Bayonetta 3 and Metroid Prime 4? And that's because we don't believe there's going to be anything. I think they're dead. I think Bayonetta 3 has died. Yeah. Like, unironically, they, like the, the, one of the directors said, let's just quit talking about it for a while, and we'll all be surprised when something gets announced. That doesn't sound good to me. I think... That game is yeah. either dead or dying. Yeah. And Prime 4 has just had so much trouble getting off the ground uh, from Retro Studios. So I, I, I think that game's dead too. If not, pretty much. I kind of in the same boat. But I, again, I maintain I would love to be pleasantly surprised. I would be very surprised. Yeah. Uh,. Do you have anything else? I'm my list is currently exhausted. Double check in. One thing I didn't well I put something about the Switch Pro because we're all talking about the Switch Pro yeah. ad nauseum. Um I wrote this before the supposed leak was going to happen. As of this recording, it has not been officially announced. <laughs> um apparently yeah. any second it could drop. And we were waiting for like the entire back half of last week, and nothing happened. Um, I I figured as much. Like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. We've heard Switch Pro announcements for the last year and a half. 
I am I have, just going to wait until Nintendo does it. <laughs> you're right. I have never heard it being so sure, though, that it was going to be announced. Um, it's a similar feeling I got to when Bloomberg first dropped that information about the screens being bought up by Nintendo from Samsung. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, that yeah. is so detailed from a very major traditional media outlet. Like, that's got to be true. And this had a pretty similar feeling to me where it was, I think Bloomberg again was involved in them saying the Switch Pro is like imminently to be announced. Uh, But anyway, what I put was that it will not be mentioned or discussed at at E3 in any way. And it will randomly drop on Twitter sometime between the end of E3 and the fall of 2021. (laughs) That seemed the most Nintendo thing to do to me. <laughs> yeah, I am a hundred percent with you. I also put on my list. I did put no Switch Pro. Um, I, I, it, it's on their timeline from past consoles to do this. Um, I, I just hold my doubts. Um, but I will say, just kind of while we're on the topic. Um, Because, again, as of this recording, it has not been announced. Um, There's just been people saying, it's coming, it's coming, and we've gotten nothing. Um, I will say, a lot of these games are getting a lot bigger and getting more detailed. Um, With stuff like Pokemon Legends Arceus, set to come out in January. Um, With um, even Monster Hunter, like... That's a pretty beefy game. I'm surprised it runs on the Switch currently. I know it's optimized for it. Um, but it still surprises me. Well. Yeah. Um, I mean, being completely honest, Breath of the Wild 1 um, could even still have used a bump from what it came out on. Um, you know, if a Switch Pro were to come out, I can't imagine... You know, I, I it, there would be some massive improvements. There's a lot of games... On the horizon, I can imagine that are going to need beefed up hardware, um, and this is something that we've seen on the, on the DS line. We saw it on the 3DS line um, multiple times on the 3DS line. Um, different versions of the same handheld console. Uh, between the original D, uh, 3DS, we got the th- 3DS XL. Then we got the new 3DS XL. Um, and then we got the 2DS as a non-3D option um, to to kind of cut down on some costs for people. Um, but one of the things that one of the problems that came in with the 3DS stuff was there were games that would come out that would not be playable, rather very optimally, on the old versions of the 3DS. Yeah. So I can imagine. That I could I could see this going one of two ways. One, they want those newer games to do well, so they want to put out a Switch Pro sometime in the in the fall before holiday. Um, again, off cycle of the PS5s and Xboxes, um, they kind of like to do that in between them. Um, and so I could even see it waiting another year, um, kind of a two year after the other major brands um, 
to do a, a Switch Pro because then it would be six years, and that's not as bad of a console jump for most people. Um, yeah. More of a new Switch console that is bigger and better, but is backwards compatible type. Th- I don't know. The other option I could see them doing is a Switch Pro, and these new games are going to come with uh, performance modes for older Switch models, if I had to guess. Um, but we don't know. We don't know. Um, and I think e- I, I don't think E3 is the place where they're going to do that. I agree. So, uh, the last thing I have on my list is I have Twitter reactions. Here's what I expect <laughs> to come after E3. Um, they're all Nintendo related. One, there is going to be no mention of Mother 3. And so you can imagine there is going to be a wall of complaints that there was no Mother 3 news. Even though the game's been out 15 years, we are still not getting Mother 3. Um, I guarantee you. <laughs> so that's going to happen on Twitter. I guarantee it. Um, because they're not going to mention the Switch Pro. There is going to be a wall of complaints at Nintendo over not showing a console Nintendo has shown no inkling of actually talking about. I want to right. remind you, Nintendo has given no reason for you to believe that a Switch Pro is on the horizon. That's true. It's all been hearsay from None. third parties. Yes. So, again, don't get mad at a company for not living up to expectations they didn't set for you. Um, the only basis we have for a Switch Pro is that they've done it before with other handheld consoles. They have almost never done it with a home console other than different colors. And the, uh, I think the Wii had one upgrade. It was like a slim version, right? Yes. Yeah. Because that's what everybody was doing. There was the PS3 and there was the PS3 slim. Yep. Um, so (laughs) Nintendo does not owe you a Switch Pro. So, but people are going to be mad about it. Um, And then, if there's any Breath of the Wild 2 news, no Breath of the Wild 2 news, it does not matter. People are going to be pissed about something regarding Breath of the Wild 2. Either they'll be mad there's nothing, either they'll be mad... Honestly, I'll be mad if there's nothing. Yeah. Or they'll be mad that the trailer was only two minutes, or they'll be mad that there was no gameplay, or they're going to say it looks like crap. Like those are the four things. They showed too much, and then it's like, oh, you didn't leave enough of the surprise later on. Yeah, yeah, it does not matter. Like, and this is kind of going to go for the whole conference in general. People are going to be mad the whole week for no good reason. Yep. Um, Which is one of the things that I hate about gaming Twitter. I hate this so much. Um, If you're watching E3. Um, just enjoy what comes up. It's okay to be disappointed. But remember, these companies did not tell you anything. So any expectations you've set on these companies, you have put on yourself. Um, go in blind. You know, if you're listening to this list, you're like, oh yeah, all that stuff sounds rad. And they don't do any of it. Don't be surprised. If I get three of these things on my list right, I'll consider that a pretty big accomplishment. (laughs) I think I have ten things here. If I get three, I'll be pretty proud. Yeah, yeah. Just that's the fun thing about E3 is it's it's fun to speculate. It's fun to do whatever. But guys, don't don't harass the companies because they didn't do the thing you thought they were gonna do. 
Right. Their social so, media director has no say in what gets announced at E3. Yeah, individual. Yes. That I'm I'm sure this is a like social media uh nightmare like time of year um for these people. But I mean for real though, go in. It's gonna be a really cool thing to see. Um also remember this there was a worldwide pandemic. Really? Yeah, believe it or not. So a lot of these projects probably started in people's homes um, and didn't start getting in, back into companies until in office buildings until probably within the last month. I don't um, know if they are in Japan yet. I know they're having a lot of vaccine distribution issues in Japan. Yeah. So I'd be surprised if they're right. like even back in offices. But in I mean, yet. yeah, but I mean, even Microsoft and Sony yep. getting into that week, but Anyway, I don't have anything else as far as E3 goes. I, everything else at this point is speculation. Which, I mean, that's the whole thing. Always but like, is. Any, anything else um, is kind of up in the air. So I've got on my list. Cool. cool. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed listening to kind of our speculations and ideas and stuff we think would be cool to see at E3. Um, we hope you get to get involved in E3 and... Um, and kind of hang out there. Hey, if any of our predictions came true or we were so off base, we would love to hear from you. Uh, you can find us at Games Parlay Pod uh, Twitter, um, and you'll be able to. Um, you guys can tweet at us, interact with us. We would love to to hear from you uh, regarding your um, thoughts and expectations of E3. As also, if you have stuff that we didn't say that you are speculating might be at E3, let us know. Um, once again, that's Games Parlay Pod um, on Twitter. Um, and yeah, feel free to tweet at us. Uh, and with that, enjoy your E3, and we'll see you all next time. <laughs>